0: this is reception perception the show now james
1: cole and matt Harmon. all right let's get to denver man uh go back to denver here we, we obviously just shat on him for, for about 15 minutes here. <laughs> but i will say i will i will say this though man clearly the shining like you know star the shining hope that they have here resides with marvin mims i mean this dude for whatever reason isn't getting a full complement of snaps, but every time he is on the field, he is freaking electric, bro. All right, so let me ask you this. What you have seen of Marvin Mims, is it a fluke? Is it a situation where it's busted coverage, it's broken plays, and that's why Marvin Mims is being successful, or is this a guy that you're seeing with some real traits uh, for an extended ability to get open? What are you seeing out there with Marvin Mims?
0: He's definitely a guy I'd like to get a full uh, charting profile up on uh, by the end of this week. But, you know, I think there has definitely been some flukiness like busted coverages and stuff like that uh, have been a part of why he's made that. I mean, the, specifically the one uh, a couple weeks ago, right? This his long touchdown. That might have been a busted coverage. But I mean, yeah, he's got juice, man. Marvin Mims. He absolutely does. And, you know, I think he's got enough to him to be like a full field player. Uh, to not just be a vertical threat. You know, they played him a little bit more against the Miami Dolphins, but look, I mean, it's hard to take anything seriously what happened with Denver's offense. I can't believe they have Russ just out there so so deep into that game. This is cracking me <laughs> up, right? Like Portland Sutton's playing to run around 87% of the dropbacks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Mims, only 13 routes, just 33% of the dropbacks, but leads the team, or, or excuse me, second on the team in air yards. I think we are going to get more and more from Mims. I think we're going to see more from him. I think we'll see him more from like an outside receiver perspective. I, it just has to be time, you know. Like Cortland Sutton's okay. He made a lot of mistakes though yesterday, but he's been probably their most consistent player. Um, not not that saying much, you know, because Jerry Judy hasn't been out there. Jerry Judy is still Jerry Judy. Um, I I just think they got to get Mims more involved.
1: Um, Marvin Mims right now has run 26 routes. Okay. That's fewer than Javante Williams. It's fewer than little Jordan Humphrey. Uh, Brandon Johnson has run 63 routes versus Marvin Mims is 26 guys. (laughs) I I understand if you want to play Cortland Sutton and you want to play, um, and and you want to get Jerry Judy out there. All right. And like, you know, you want to say, Hey, listen, Marvin Mims, uh, he's not going to play over those guys totally fine and I think you know I, I don't agree but I could see maybe there being some logic to that okay why on God's green earth are they giving more snaps and more routes to Brandon Johnson and Lil Jordan Humphrey all of those snaps and all of those routes should be going to this guy who's just out there making plays for your team I mean he's literally the only guy Matt that is giving a spark to this offense whatsoever. The running backs look pretty slow. Like Javante Williams is still, you know, obviously not fully 100% back. Um, You know, and you know, say whatever. Oh, Greg Dulcich, by the way, goes on IR. He's another guy that, you know, gives him a little pop in the offense too. Man, everyone else is just a guy right now. Marvin Mims is that one dude where you're like, yo, every time he touches this ball, something electric could happen. I mean, it's crazy. He's run 26 routes and got nine targets. To me, when you look at that, like you look at the target rate, to me, that tells me a little something about his ability to separate and get open. You know what I mean? 26 (laughs) routes, nine targets. That's insane. I mean, you you mentioned the routes run. He he is like behind
0: all those dude in routes run, but he leads the team in receiving yards. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly.
1: Times. Come on.
0: And, and Brent, Brandon Johnson is third, but obviously we know he had the, I don't remember how long the, the catch was. I think it was like a yeah, 50, 50 yard plus, hail Mary. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 50 plus, so yeah. there was, there was that kind of inflating that total. Yeah, dude. I mean, look, I don't want to sit here and be like, just, Every rookie's you no, know, we just had this conversation with Quinton Johnson. Like, there's a reason they're not playing Quinton Johnston because they don't think he's ready. They don't think that and and they look, his college profile would indicate they're probably right about that, that he's not ready to be a full time starting receiver in the NFL. So maybe there's something that they're seeing in practice. You know, Sean Payton blasted him for being an egomaniac, but like I said, great, great coach, one of the best yes. offensive minds in the 100%. game. I mean, maybe not one of the best current offensive minds in the game, but he's definitely historically a great offensive <laughs> right. coach. Maybe he's right. seeing something in practice with Brandon Johnson or Brandon Johnson and, and little Jordan Humphrey and the boys um, to keep Marvin Mims on the sideline. I don't want to just be here beating that guy like every rookie should just be on the field 100% of the time because it's a big learning curve at this position but still it's just like, come on. It seems like, but still, but <laughs> still,
1: yeah, exactly. But still, uh, man, I don't know. Every single time this guy touches the ball, it, it's, it looks just like you're holding your breath. You know, it's, it's pretty good stuff. Uh, again, 26 routes, nine targets, seven catches for 195 in a touchdown, bro. He has a, a, a quarterback rating when, when they throw to him quarterbacks have a, a quarterback rating of 155.8 throwing to marvin mims right now um according to the next gen stats uh plus 28 catch over expected uh, this guy's just making plays man this guy's making plays yeah. it's just yo you got to find a way to get him on the field it's absolutely ridiculous um that they haven't done that yet and and, not, and again to be fair he is seeing slowly seeing more playing time from week one to week two, to week three. I get it, <laughs> but can we just get him on the field full time now, man? Like I'm tired of waiting. I'm tired of waiting. I wanna see a full game of Marvin Mims and see what we can do, man. It's pretty good stuff uh, thus far. All right, complete opposite end of the spectrum, Matt. Uh, I feel like everyone is down on Traylon Burks right now. Oh my goodness. You cannot find one single positive thing to, to, to on the internet regarding uh burks man uh, i get the titans are going through it right now uh but boy man their their fans are i mean they're just fed up and i think they it, it just it all trickles down and and trailing burks people don't really like what they're seeing and obviously going you know one of six yesterday for whatever he went for uh is not good but i don't know if you've seen too much of Traylon burks to start this season out but uh but if you have give us your thoughts on what could be going wrong here
0: join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone podcast available on the Odyssey app wherever you get your podcasts well look man I just think he still kind of looks like the player he was as a rookie which just looks like a guy who's not really comfortable playing outside receiver at this standpoint at this point and I think as a rookie, it's like okay, let's let's make the excuse, let's um, sure. not even make the excuse, let's give a justifiable reason why that's the, not the case because he played a totally different position in college, mm-hmm. and like that's a whole real, real, real part of his player profile was that he, um, that he played this like gadgety role, and then they transitioned him to the outside X receiver position for this team. But like here in year two, you'd like to see a little bit better. You know, you definitely like to see more from Traylon Burke so far. And look, I think this is why they signed DeAndre Hopkins, because this team, despite the fact that they're probably wrong about this uh, equation, like their offensive line is just at a point where they can't compete. But I think they still view themselves as a competitive team. Like every year, Mike Vrabel is the head coach there. They're going to be thinking about how can we win the most games possible Mm -hmm. this season? Right or wrong, disagree with it all you want. That's the truth. That's what they're going to think. And that's why they signed DeAndre Hopkins because they think that way and they look at it like we are not going to be a good offense with just Traylon Burks and nothing else. You know, like we're not. And, and I think right. that would have been the case. I mean, there's still not a good offense with DeAndre Hopkins, but, you know, according to uh, Fantasy Points data, Hopkins owns like a 36% share of the first read targets right now. Um, and Hopkins is like – he's like a game time decision every week. I he, know. We're barely even sure if he's going to – play. But he walks <laughs> off the bus like getting ten targets a game, basically, yep. because yep, yep, yep. like that's just where we're at with DeAndre Hopkins. Like he's that type of guy, and just Traylon Burks just hasn't been that type of guy. Like I'd be and look, some of this is like I was down on Traylon Burks coming into the league uh, from like a ceiling perspective. I didn't mm-hmm. view him as high as other people did. Um, like I didn't think he was anywhere close to the class of player that like garrett wilson or chris Olave or i mean hell even drake london you know i mean i like john dotson and you know better than than trailing right. burks um you know john dotson had a great like statistical season but that's not really his fault um like just burks at this point he's still like trying to figure out how to consistently win as an outside receiver um you know he lost time in training camp through another injury despite the fact he seemed like he was having a good offseason but like he can do some things well he can run crossing routes he can run go routes but when you're like a limited application player in an offense that has a funnel target in DeAndre Hopkins um, and then not a, a, you know, in a pass protection problem and shaky quarterback yeah. play, it's right. going to be tough for you to be a productive player as if you're a limited application
1: guy. So they're trying to, it seems as if, from a statistical standpoint anyways, get Traylon Burks a little bit more comfortable. Last year, he played about 85% of his snaps uh, lined up out wide, Matt Harmon. And and to your point, it was a relatively new position for him. So now here in 2023, as we are three games in, they've gone from 85% outside to about 60, a little bit less than 65% outside. So that's a 20% chunk of his snaps that have gone from the outside to now the inside. Um, and and to your point, it, it, it would seem as if the coaching staff now recognizes, like, all right, well, listen, we got Nuke here. Let's get this guy back into a more comfortable position for him. uh We'll play him about sixty percent outside, forty percent inside. Uh, but even that, just it just doesn't seem to be clicking right now, man. I I, I think I think there's a confidence issue right now with Traylon Burks as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, who knows. It, I think it is nice to have Hopkins there, and maybe it just is so hard with because they can't pass protect. And look, they went against Cle- the Cleveland Browns, and the Browns are just like one of the best defenses in the NFL. You know, then they put right. them in a blender. They had 94 yards of total offense. That's Disgusting. the thing with with Traylon Burks too is this is not the best like offensive environment for him to like be figuring things out on the fly. Because I again, I do think there are things he really does well. Like he really is a big time downfield strider. He can get open on those vertical routes. Um, and he can win contested situations. Like he, if you let him get that head of steam on a nine route, Michael Davis, the Chargers cornerback, figured that out when he got ripped for a big play. Like he will blow past you if you don't play good technique. Or maybe it was Asante Samuel. I can't remember. But um, either way, it was poor technique by by the Chargers corner, and he can make you pay because he's such a big time athlete. But from the technical nuance perspective of the position, Burks is not there, and this is not a good offense. So that's where like the struggle with him at this point and I, I just don't I'm, I'm struggling to sit here and tell myself how the Titans get better you know because it, like the Texans there's nobody like there, there are reinforcements coming for the Texans you know like on, on their offensive line like Laramie Tunsil eventually will be rocking and rolling right. they'll have some of the guys back that they were expected to go into the season with. Uh, that's not coming here for tennessee you know <laughs> so i don't really know where they go from here you know
1: Traylon burks uh 13 targets only six grabs for 99 yards on the season um again a 46 percent catch rate it's actually 11 percent lower than expected according to next gen stats that's not good you, you don't want to be double digits below expected uh, in terms of the catch rate. That's why I feel like people are, are just so down on him as a prospect right now. Again, six catches out of thirteen targets uh for ninety nine yards. Not good for Traylon Burks. We'll see if um if they could turn it around, man. Uh it'll be interesting to see. All right I want to wrap up the show drop rate man. I didn't yeah I, uh, I didn't uh, really like that that's no, real real not good. Twenty four hundred sports is an Odyssey company